Welcome back. It's time for more Bill's Big Bag of Onions. It's jazz onions, Bill. Come on. I'm 50,000 watts of power on that top radio. I got so many bees on This is Bill's Big Bag of, uh, of Jazz Onions um, on 106FM.6, Cone Radio here, and uh, Sundays. It's uh, every Sunday. I've uh, I found this album uh, of kind of like, uh, you know, like foreign music. And uh, I reckon, uh, you know, it could pass as Istanbul music. What would that be? Turkish, yeah? That'd be Turkish music, wouldn't it? Listen, I've been given an, an, a certain amount of money by Cone Radio uh, to make an episode of Bill's Big Bag of Onions. Uh, I'm not going to tell you how much it is, but I'm going to give you some of it. If you will just send me some voice notes about Istanbul, doesn't really matter what you say, that it doesn't have to be particularly coherent, it just needs to be authentic. And uh, I'm also going to put in a request for tickets, return tickets out to, uh, what's the airport called in Istanbul? Was it Constantinople Airport? Uh, but I'm not actually going to go, I'm just going to cash those in. So just give me, let, let me see, let me see, let me see, seven. Uh, one of them should be about three minutes long, two of them should be a couple of minutes long. Uh, like I say, I'm not going to... I'm not going to get involved, I don't, you know, the content of them, you know, doesn't matter. And if you don't send me seven, I'll just take two other random voice notes from elsewhere and just, uh, you know, edit them into the show. So, I'll give you 20 pounds. 20 euros, sorry, which is more, 20 pounds or 20 euros, whatever, whichever is the, whichever is less. I'll give you it if you want to do it. Let me know.
one of my loves and it's part of the melancholy uh, of of most places I would say is is you know the way urban structures get built uh, in in little streets and side streets and you you get the standard lamp and you get the standard curb but that particular neighborhood ends up slightly slightly modifying it to its own needs uh, well we have a plague in Istanbul at the moment of scooters that you can hire you use a mobile app device and there are three three very glaringly obvious companies that run these things and what they do is they turn up in vans early hours of the morning get scooters out tie them up to lampposts and railings and things in, in areas that they think people are going to use them and it's, it's got out of hand uh, I was on my way to work in my colleague's car the other day and the Sahil which is like the seacoast area on the Asian side is a popular recreation area people walk up and down walk their dogs look out to sea and now it, it's, it's, a, it's a population of these battery operated scooters tied up against lampposts hundreds literally hundreds of them and yeah, and to me it's pollution it is pollution I feel I feel like cutting the cords and chucking them in the sea of course that would be another kind of pollution
all live in zones, don't we? We all live in a neighbourhood which we may or may not walk around, uh, be familiar with. We may even know our neighbours. Um, in a city like this, you only have to jump in a car and head along a major highway to realise how fortunate you are to have a neighbourhood. It is a monster. It's always felt like a monster. The never-ending zones of, of piled-on-high concrete apartments that are everywhere along the highway. And, you know, these deep, deeply stretch into the hills and the landscape that used to exist there and still do underneath. And I have those thoughts, you know, what if there was a massive, massive plague that wiped out, uh, you know, a significant amount of the population? What would you do with all of that building, all that unoccupied building? Would it, would it uh, be allowed to go to rack and ruin? You know, would it, would it be bulldozed down and turned into agricultural land? What would happen to it? all modern cities do the same thing now which is um, project what they think citizens want or project what they think citizens should want and uh, billboards are kind of mirrors up to a point uh, neat fast food that looks like a an, an unworn sofa um, Pop stars presenting themselves as a kind of sophisticated outlet to uh, the, the grind of earning money to maintain your 
lifestyle which is reflected back at you at uh, special media packages, uh, updates on phones, and uh, you know, TV series that promise something you're not quite sure what. Um, or, or, or weird sports adverts, Adidas adverts, which which depict sports or, or actually wearing sport clothing, really. Sport clothing as, as kind of like a higher philosophy uh, that, it, it, you know, you you can attain if you if you buy that thing. You know, you, you, you enter a sort of a, a zone in which you might be um, occupying an expensive apartment in uh, Star Wars, The Revenge of the Sith high up overlooking the city because you're so privileged while wearing a pair of the most uh, recent high-tech Adidas sneakers. Anyway, uh, I, I wonder how, how right they get it, how right these advertisers get it. Um, there was a scene in a Turkish soap opera the other day of, of a sort of an expensive nightclub and I thought, <laughs> Even if I had all the money in the world, I would not have a great time in this nightclub. They're not playing my kind of music. They're playing nightclub music, which is a, an idea of what music can be.
At the moment, some of the billboards, the big billboards along the roadsides, are advertising a, a TV series called Baba, which means father. And um, as usual, you know, the promotional image is, is of all the characters that you're going to meet in the series. That's that's the standard. Uh, I remember Green Wing, that comedy that came out in Britain a long time ago, um, did the same thing. I was on the underground and there was a big, big poster of uh, all the characters in Green Wing that we're going to meet. Um, and you really weren't sure what, what you were going to get. You just knew you were going to get those characters, which was like an important part of that program. Well, anyway, Baba is a photograph of a living room in a Turkish apartment and in it are about 10 people and uh, cynical as I may be there seems to be a population of archetypes so you've got the intelligent uh, I'm going to do well for myself beautiful daughter you've got the um, less pretty daughter uh, not not so not so well groomed you've got the uh strong-minded errant son uh and you've got the dutiful mother with a slight sort of headscarf on but the sort of headscarf that in turkish tv is worn to indicate that you have a kind of anatolian root not that you're necessarily muslim but it, it does make reference to that it's not a full headscarf it's kind of like a working you know don't get my hair dusty while making bread headscarf but nevertheless, it is part of an archetype of the mother. And then you've got the grandfather, who, who's sort of old, wise, slightly comical, and, uh, but nevertheless decrepit. And the grandmother, who is very wise, like an old fat owl. And then you've got the main character himself, the Baba. And he's got a strong masculine beard. Uh, he's obviously in the latter part of his middle age. But he's kind of central. And, and you know that you might get someone that needs to feel he can wield his authority and call the shots, but is actually quite interdependent on the well-being of his family. But nevertheless, this is a TV series that needs to really surprise me uh, if I'm not going to have the expectations that I get from the image delivered to me on a plate. I, I wouldn't want that. Um, that's, a, that's an interesting thing about Turkish TV at the moment, mainly, mainly because of, of an international market, and, and Netflix adds to that, that images and stereotypes of, of what Turkish, Turkishness is, Turkish families, are being just, just slightly retuned and modified. Um, so, you know, is the production of these series uh, one step on the way to getting over itself, you know, we shall see.
In Istanbul, like London with its um, boroughs, uh, there are different managers. You know, you, you you know different different heads. The people that uh, are in charge of of where the money goes and development. And what you get around Istanbul are big roadside posters which indicate that that particular belediye, which is borough council, it, what it's doing for the neighbourhood, what it's doing for the for the um, infrastructure of that, you know, borough, as it were. And it's interesting because, you know, the image of, uh, of the actual murder or director uh, is always contained. Now, I, I live in a district called Beshitash, which has always been a little bit more left-leaning, uh, always been quite inventive. They set up an um, international photography BNR a few years ago. Um, and so it draws people like that as residents. And the image of the, of the local director is, is, is a man of, like, can do, will do, with his face and his clothing. Um, are there more sort of orthodox districts um, that have um, a heavy population of uh, uh, Muslims who, who do do go to the Jamin, do observe prayer, etc. They present themselves as um, blue suit, quite often a red tie, and serious, very serious. They could be, they could be anybody, but you know, you know, you don't mess with them, um, and and they will uphold the peace, so to speak. However, the mayor of Istanbul, who used to be, a, you know, a borough director, his image is a cartoon. So it's kind of like a, um, a meme of him. Um, and, and he's never alone. He's always got a couple of other people with him. It's a very, very positive image to project. Listening to Cone Radio here on 106.6 FM, and this is Bill's Big Bag of Jazz Onions.
first of all, we gotta get rid of the part that makes you cry. Right where the roots come out, there's like a little bulb inside there and it contains all this gas. And once the gas is released, that causes you to cry. So what you need to do is we gotta cut that out as a whole. So take your paring knife and you're gonna cut about one third the diameter of the entire onion. You're gonna come through here like this and kind of come at an angle. It's gonna be kind of a cone shape. You're gonna cut yourself a circle. Be real careful, take this slow. And you're gonna do about a third of the onion deep. This should contain the entire bulb of the onion. Okay, and it should lift out in a whole piece here. The way you can tell that you've done it correctly is it should look like that. That's the bulb right there. Now, do not put this in the garbage disposal. You're gonna throw this directly into the trash and you'll be done with it. to a greater degree living here for 16 plus years I think cities are organisms that disappear and emerge and in some cases re-emerge here there are aspects of the city that have re-emerged uh, old buildings that have been restored um, derelict buildings that have been turned into uh, heritage sites and other buildings that have just remained uh, shells and, and been removed and disintegrated. And unfortunately, the, these scars are scars of, of history. You know, the Greek properties that have never been able to be reclaimed. And a general feeling of displacement the environment the fish shops are being cleaned out looks like a new one's being kitted out mm -hmm. 
You're listening to Bill's Big Bag of Jazz Onions here on Cone Radio, 106.6 FM. while it's great that there are more metro lines and uh, better roads it does mean that this city's it's got clogged arteries it's got too many people and it's it's long been my practice if I want to go anywhere for pleasure I'll make it very early very early because once Istanbul's woken up, but it does tend to wake up as like one giant body. Um, it's relentless. It's too much. And uh, although I love, I love being in a place that is 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 so alive in a sense with with human activity the flip side of that is that I hate it that it's a place alive with human activity it's just too much I'm now only seeing trees I've trained my eye to look around and only look at the trees and not just the trees but the oldest trees because where the oldest trees are is some something closer to permanence in a city like this you know along the the seaside area on the asian side used to be lots of holiday villas um and people would go on holiday by crossing the bosphorus uh, uh to some house and there would be a beach there now it's it's a vast dual carriageway but peppered along it are these big old pines and usually close to the pines there's an old wooden yala or seaside villa and and they do embody something not just of the past but of, a, of another way of being in the landscape and too much too much of Istanbul is about appropriation and development of what was absolutely beautiful I only have to pop into the painting and sculpture museum and, and look at the landscapes there and think wow oh, these are beautiful places and suddenly realize by the title of the picture that this is this is just down the road from where I live <laughs> where did it go
It's your Bill's big bag of onions. for that John that was uh, it was very interesting indeed well the, the bits I listened to I I kind of dipped in I didn't uh, I didn't listen to it all I mean you were sort of you know just Istanbul you know all the time although I suppose that is the Y-Pant that I gave you oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Uh, not Y-Pant what am I saying brief that is the brief I gave you uh, which is fair enough you know I mean yeah good luck to you and um the bits I listened to were very good. Yes, you know. You know, where do I live? You know, I live here, you know, and I've lived elsewhere as well. Uh, and that, that's an interesting thing. I might I might do one one day about living here and living elsewhere. Uh, but I noticed, you know, you talk... Oh, that's something coming through from the BBC. Uh, I noticed you talked about, like, you, you mentioned roads. You mentioned uh, dual carriageways. We have those. Rather universal, if you ask me. What else is universal? You mentioned building shops. You mentioned people being hacked off, living sort of um, lives of quiet desperation in sort of badly planned, badly managed uh, urban landscapes. Uh, so that was quite good. Istanbul, I mean, who would have thought it? I'd always assumed that it was, um, you know, that, you know, with the Ottoman Empire and everything, I, uh, <coughs> you know, I've had a look at Facebook with the Ottomans and, uh, you know, the Austrians, the Hungarians, you know. Um, yeah, Facebook, you know, and uh, I, ju I just, yeah, I was amazing that there were so many universal truths that you spoke during your piece.
onion, luminous flask, your beauty formed petal by petal. Crystal scales expanded you, and in the secrecy of the dark earth, your belly grew round with dew. Onion, under the earth, the miracle happened, and when your clumsy green stem appeared, and your leaves were born like swords in the garden, the earth heaped up her power, showing your naked transparency, and as the remote sea, in lifting the breasts of Aphrodite, duplicating the magnolia, so did the earth make you, onion. Clear as a planet, and destined to shine. Constant constellation, round rows of water, upon the table of the poor. Onion, you make us cry without hurting us. I have praised everything that exists, but to me, onion, you are more beautiful than a bird of dazzling feathers. Heavenly globe. Platinum goblet, unmoving dance of the snowy anemone, and the fragrance of the earth lives in your crystalline moistness and your unassuming onion nature. Bill Lawrence, and you have been listening to Bill's Big Bag of Onions. It's Jazz Onions. Join me again soon here on Colm Radio for more voyages through the realms of good music and spoken word. Goodbye. production for Cone Radio. Bill's Big Bag of Jazz Onions is a guppy production for Cone Radio and is committed to a varied, equitable and truly inclusive output that properly reflects the ethnic diversity of our community audience. Production for Cone Radio. Thank you very much.